Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the podcast, Brotherly Level Sports. Thank you all for tuning in once again. You already know who it is, man. It's your host, Corey Lovett. You already know who I'm here with, man. My co-host, my brother, Carl Lovett Jr. How we doing, man? I'm fine. Doing good? Yeah, I'm good as I can be, yeah. Absolutely, man. You know, we had some cold days this past the man, past few days. Today felt like my, we was in Miami. <laughs> I know. It felt like a heat wave, 37 degrees. Yeah. Uh, when, you know, the the recent temperature has been in the negative. So, today felt like, you know, wanted to go swimming. So, but, uh, hey, man, we, we got some things to talk about today, man. Obviously, you know, we got to talk about the Cowboys collapse. Got to talk about uh, uh, a great wild card weekend it was. And, obviously, you know, we got to talk about the predictions of the uh divisional round coming up coming up so man let's just start with uh the cowboys here man obviously you know we've seen disappointing loss for the cowboys in at&t stadium going up against the seven seed packers 48 uh ended up losing 48 to 32 so call man obviously we know that this was a just a devastating obviously Disappointing loss for the Cowboys after finish ha, after having a, a pretty good regular season, finishing twelve and five again, and uh, they just came out and, and collapsed and just weren't ready to play. So, call man, just tell us what happened, man. <laughs> man, I, I don't even know where to begin with this one, but uh, you know, we've gotten to the point like where me myself personally, I'm never shocked when the Cowboys lose. But I have to say, what happened on Sunday, I, I don't think even me or you could have predicted that in that fashion and that outcome what we've seen on Sunday. Uh, and, you know, we, we're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, just our overall take on, you know, what what happened to wild card weekend. I thought it was a good weekend of football, personally. Uh, and I'm going to get more into depth on, you know, the Packers coming to this game. Uh, credit to them. I, I told you, Jordan Love over the past two months has been, you know, he's been playing. He's been he, a top he, three quarterback over the past. Oh, it was the past two months. He's arguably been the best quarterback in football, and he and he just and that was on full display on Sunday. But the fact that the Cowboys came out in this game and they just looked completely unprepared, just completely lifeless, completely uninspired, completely overmatched, and completely prideless. It is one of the biggest shocking developments to me that I've seen in all my time of watching the NFL. And the the biggest conclusion that I can come away with, you know, obviously they were out coached, they were out hard, they were out hearted. Dak was awful, the defense was atrocious, all that, all that's well noted. But my biggest takeaway that I can come up with. Is that I'm done, man. I'm done. All all the beliefs, all the faith, the little faith that I had in this team has, has pretty much completely d- dissipated now. It it it, it doesn't matter, and, and, and I'm gonna tell you why. Now that the news has come out that Mike McCarthy will be returning for uh, the next season. I really broke about 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I, I really wasn't going to get too in-depth into this, but, you know, now that that news has come out, I feel like it's appropriate. And I've made this point to you before, and I feel like it's appropriate now that we've gotten the news that Mike McCarthy will return as head coach that it's appropriate for me to reiterate this now. We can obviously talk about, you know, 
that you should that Mike McCarthy obviously should not be returning for, uh, as head coach of uh, of the Dallas Cowboys. We can also make the case that you should move on from Dak Prescott. But for me, that's not the real reason I'm done that those two are going to be back. I'm done because the issue is the culture is the main issue with this organization. The structure and the dynamic to me is the main issue. And I know you don't kind of like it when I touch on this point, but I, I, I'm just going to I'm, I'm just going to make it. I'm going to let you cook. I'm, I'm going to let I'm, you I'm cook. I'm just make it more and more clear. Because as we sit here today, and like I said, you can all make the points that Dak, Dak shouldn't be the quarterback. You should move on from him. You should move on from Mike McCarthy. All fair and valid points. But what I would then ask to everybody is this. Even if that does take place, even if Mike McCarthy, even if they did make the decision to move on from Mike McCarthy, even if they did get somebody else in a quarterback, say they insert Trey Lance going into next season, say they, you know, make a trade for some some quarterback that you feel more confident in than Dak. What reason do we have to believe that that would change anything? What reason? Because the fact of the matter is, over the past 28 years, now is it 29? We've seen different versions of this football team. Whether it's Dak Prescott or Tony Romo, whether it's CeeDee Lamb or Dez Bryant, whether it's Zeke Elliott or DeMarco Murray, whether it's uh, Michael Parsons or Sean Lee, whether it's Mike McCarthy at head coach, whether it's Jason Garrett at head coach. We've seen the results be the same because the structure and the culture of this team is inept. And I don't think anything is going to change that. Unless that changes, so yeah, my biggest takeaway is that I, I, I'm out. I'm out. I don't care what I don't care what happens next season. I don't care if they go 17 and 0 and they win every game by uh, uh, 30 plus 30 plus points or more. Because the Cowboys, the Cowboys have the Cowboys are different from any other franchise in sports, typically American sports. And that is, they don't they don't have to face the repercussions and the consequences for continuously being inept and me- and a mediocre franchise. Any other any other franchise that will put on display of what they put on for the past twenty eight seasons would not. It would look totally different. They don't have to worry about the fans not showing up. They don't have to worry about not. Uh, not selling out every game or not uh, uh, not being on national TV. They wouldn't have to worry about being irrelevant. But the Cowboys don't have to worry about that. And if you think that doesn't play an effect on, how, on, on the mentality, or should I say lack thereof, of this franchise, you're lying to yourself. And obviously, those who make the decisions that be obviously feel that way. Because when you make the decision to retain this head coach after after what you just put on display on Sunday, that all solidifies everything that I'm talking about. So until that mentality and to the structure of things and to the dynamic and to that changes up top. I don't care what I don't care what happens. I don't care if you I don't care if you I don't care if you went on a hard Belichick. I don't care if, if, if you found somewhere to trade for Patrick Mahomes 
until that dynamic, until the structure, until the way this organization operates business, until that changes, I'm out on the Dallas Cowboys for good. I don't care what happens. Like I said, I don't care if they go 17-0 and win and win every game by 40-plus points in the regular season. I'm out. Finito. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. And as far as to what what all took place, I don't I don't even really want to get into the game because to 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 uh to make to be honest with you, I stopped watching at halftime. So and I don't want to hear all this stuff about the defense was the, really the main issue because Dak did though for no Dak was awful. Dak was absolutely god awful. I don't this game was over at halftime. Go look at what Dak Prescott did when it was twenty eight zero. Go look at his numbers then, and you tell me if you think that he played well. So yeah, I'm out. I'm completely done. And this was just this was just sad. This was just saying you think suffering the loss that they did in the fashion that they did that it, it, it would change the, the outlook and the approach of this organization and, and the way they view themselves going forward. But clearly it doesn't and bring and having the decision to bring back Mike McCarthy. So, yeah, I'm out. I, I don't even want to I don't even want to talk. I, I mean, next year when the football season, don't ask me nothing about what, what I think the Cowboys are. Don't ask me if I think. If they're, if they're a legit contender, because the answer is no. Until they prove to me otherwise that they can do it, until the structure of this franchise changes. That's where I'm at. Well, to you, I would say welcome to my world, because I've kind of I've kind of adopted that that thought process for quite some time. But first of all, let me preface this by saying. There's a lot of blame to go around here. There's so much blame to go around here. First of all, let me just start with the defense, man. The defense was absolutely atrocious in this game. It was just ridiculous from guys just running wide open to Aaron Jones just running it right down their throats. I mean, we know the problem with this defense all year long has been they haven't been able to stop the run. And they don't make big stops in big moments. And from from the opening drive, man, I, I could kind of feel that 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 this was kind of headed for disaster when when you allow the, those guys to go 12 plays, 75 yards on the opening drive in AT&T Stadium. And especially what this defense has been at home, like that to me, that's just ridiculous. And like I said, man, and Dan Quinn, I understand that he's got interviews lined up, but I after I'm that, him. after that, after that performance, I'm not sure what what team would want to hire Dan Quinn, especially a team like the Chargers or somebody like that. When you just been through that same thing with the defensive coordinator and Brandon Staley, and you seen the 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 tape that he put put forth, so man, the the defense w- was absolutely atrocious and, and and Michael Parsons like I said man I would love to see him show up man like he gotta show up just like just like just like I'm about to get on that here in a second Michael Parsons man you do all this talking on your podcast and and you was you you was doing all this talking about and and I and I kind of had your back and, and agree with you about the expectation of, of Dallas and things like that but man I understand all that but man you gotta show up if you show up you don't have to worry about that speculation like that the defense was was awful. The Cowboys lost this game in in all phases. They were just terrible in all phases, man. And when I look at Dak, man, I understand you what you're saying about the about the Cowboys in the whole. Nothing that they do matters, and I and 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 I'm with you on that. But for me, it's about Dak Prescott. Nothing Dak Prescott does in the regular season to me going forward matters at all. I don't care if the guy comes out and throws for 65 touchdowns and, and, and 5,000 yards in the regular season. I do not care. You are you are 2-5 and five in the playoffs, and, and, and a lot of those losses are because of are solely because of you. That That's just a simple fact. That's just a simple fact, Dak. I, like, like I said, I think he's a good guy. 
I, I love him off of the field, but just in the playoffs, it just seems like, oh my God, the guy just, he just, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't know what happens to the guy in the playoffs. He, he, he's just not a playoff. He's just not a playoff quarterback. I get, I, I think, I that's, that, I mean, that's just simple. I mean, that's what he's put. He's that's what he's put on tape. The guy's just not a playoff quarterback, man. And and I know there's speculation about move on from him, but obviously you can't. I mean, you're stuck with him. So I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say stuck with him like that in the sense like he's a bad quarterback. Like I said, I think he's a good quarterback. It's just in the playoffs is where he just he just falters, and that's where you really supposed to make a name for yourself, man. And Dak just has not done that, man. And and I know, and I've been labeled as a Dak hater. I've been labeled as 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 I've been too hard on Dak. But all I've asked was from Dak was consistent play in the playoffs. But he, he's been consistent in the playoffs, all right? He's been consistently bad. And I just asked for the guy to play better in the playoffs. I didn't think that was too much to ask. Now, as far as the team, from a team standpoint, you know, I, I kind of foretold of this. And you know, I was told that you know to hold out hope, and, and and that I was being that I was being too harsh on the guys after they lost uh, to Miami, after they won against against the Lions, and it didn't look good. And I came on here and I and I bashed them, and I and, and I picked out things that that looked like that they could prove problematic in the playoffs, and they proved that they that they did. I was told to hold serve. <laughs> I was told I, I, I was told that that, that I was being a, a, a harsh. And like I said, guys, look, you've never met a Cowboy fan like me. I'm objective when it comes to these guys. Like, I'm not going to allow my love for this team to – I'm not going to allow that for me to, to turn a blind eye to what I see. I'm just not going to do that. I foretold of this, man. But I will preface this by saying I was on, I was on record saying that I believe that the Cowboys would be – they would win a playoff game and then they would be one and done. That's what it looked like because that's what it's that's what it's been constantly that they would win. They'd be one and done. Because this man, this performance here was just like you said, man. Nobody. I mean, even though I, I've I've had my reserves about the Cowboys and 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 what they've done this regular season, there's no way I could I could have foreseen this. Mm-mm. No way. And Mm-mm. in a dom and in such a dominating fashion. Now, if you tell me that the Packers would have went would have won in a close one, okay. Yeah. I- okay. But they were down twenty-seven to zero at one point. Jordan Love had all the time in the world. He had time to bake some cookies, do his taxes, call his wife, call his girlfriend, do whatever in the pocket. And he just sat there and he just ate him apart, man. And it was just—it's just ridiculous, man. Like to put to put forth this this showing when you had. And let me say this about the Cowboys, man. I think this right here lined up as their best opportunity for a Super Bowl. Because you had you had it. You were the number two seed. The number two seed. You had two playoff games. At the least, you had two playoffs games. At home. On your home field. Where you had won 16 straight. 16 straight at home. And you averaged 40 points a game at home. 40 points a game. And you were looking towards a Lions team that you already beat. And I know and I know, it came down to a controversial call, but you had a Lions team that that, that would have came in and that you already beat, that you would have been familiar with. And that you, this was lined up for a rematch of the 49ers and the NFC Championship. It was lined up for it. You had it right there for the take. It was on a silver platter, and you blew it. 
you blew it. And that is just for them to come out here and put up this showing is just ridiculous. Now to the to the coach. And like you alluded to, Mike McCarthy is now staying on as head coach. And I think that's that that is a huge mistake. When I look at it, it's an obvious mistake. When I look at it, and I understand that, you know, a guy like asking a guy like Belichick or Harbaugh to come in here is a tough ask. Uh, if, I mean, if you're not going to get a guy like Belichick or Harbaugh to come in here, then you're essentially just just hiring Mike McCarthy over again. But here's what I'll say to that man: when I look when I look at Mike McCarthy's tenure thus far as the Cowboys, the first year he was there, obviously that got hurt. You got stuck with Andy Dalton. Okay. You know, that's a watch. Whatever. Now, you've had three straight 12-win seasons. Three straight. Three straight 12-win seasons. And you got nothing to show for it, Mike. Nothing to show for it. And there have been plenty of occasions where Mike McCarthy, I believe, has just not had this team ready to play coming out of the gate. And when I look at that, Three straight 12-win seasons, and you have nothing to show for it, and, and it's the constant playoff playoff blunders, and you just continue to lose in the fashion that you have, I think that I think this is a fireable offense. Like I said, man, I understand that, that he's won a championship before with Aaron Rodgers, all this blah, blah, blah. But I'm sorry, man, it's just a fireable offense because, and you know my gripe with Mike McCarthy. We have been the most penalized team. The most penalized team. We've been number one every year since he's been our coach. And what will penalties do to you? They will lose you a ball game. You either coaching it or you condoning it, man. Because I just don't understand like the discipline does what the what this Cowboys team lack is a leader. They don't right. have one. Dak is not a leader. Mike McCarthy is not a leader. He's not. He's just not, man. This is this is just a just and and I understand a lot of people are saying that you know if you move on from Mike McCarthy, move on from Dak, you know you sit you sit you set you set back two two to three years, whatever. Man, look, that's fine with me. You got you got to do something, man. This to me, this is I think it's it's, it's a fireball offense, man. And to me, like I said, what Dak does in a regular season now to me does not matter. To me, all all he's showing to me is that he he's not he's not the guy that's gonna be able to get it done in the Super Bowl. I mean, he's not he's not the guy that's gonna be able to get it done to get us to a Super Bowl, man. And and I've and I and I had that and that was my question coming into this year after seeing the debacle last year against the 49ers uh, of what he put forth. My question coming in, I I wanted to see how how he would bounce back because you know he was doing all this talking, you know, last week when uh, the week before last when they beat uh, Washington. And they asked him why didn't he why he didn't put the NFC uh, East uh, hat on. He said, "Cause I want something bigger." All right, Dak, this was your chance to show it, and you blew it, man. You blew it, man. So Dak, I just don't think Dak is the guy. Like I said, I think he's a good quarterback. I just don't think he's the guy that that can take us to the promised land. I really don't. And now, like I said, it's enough blame to go around. And I totally agree with your premise on Jerry Jones, but. The culture itself is is a problem, and I agree with that. And th- I would challenge Cowboy fans, man. Let's boycott them. 
Let's boycott him because as long as we, because the Cowboys can go 0 and 17 and they will sell out every single game. They'll be on Fox, they'll be on ESPN. But to the fans, man, I think we we shouldn't settle for this. We shouldn't settle for this, man. This is ridiculous. And, and part, part of me wants to be mad, wants to be disappointed. But like I said to you, welcome to my world because, man, would you would you get upset at a thief for stealing from you? No, because that's what they do. Do you get mad at a liar for lying to you? No, because that's what they do. I don't get mad at losers for losing. That's what this that's what this franchise has been for the last 28 years. Cuz I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say that you can rest off those five championships. To me it's for what it, to me for me is what have you done for me lately? And that's what this franchise has been, man. For the last 28 years they have been losers. Whether you like that or not, that is the that is a fact. Cuz I mean you got former former players up here getting mad like Michael Irvin Saying all the all the you know what gotta go. You got Jimmy Johnson at halftime trying to rile these guys up on Fox. That's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, man. To me, it's just ridiculous. But to Jerry Jones, though, and I, and I'll kick it back to you after I say this. To 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 some of Jerry's credit, I will give him this. Like I said, the culture itself has a lot to do with Jerry Jones, and that's the problem. But I will give Jerry this. He's done a pretty good job of, of of getting good players. I will give him that. When you look even if you look back to the 90s when he when he went and got a Charles Haley, when he went and got a Deion Sanders and put those guys on the field. And you got to look, he's drafted a Michael Parsons. He's drafted a Trevon Diggs. He drafted Ezekiel Elliott. He drafted a Dak Prescott. He drafted he drafted a lot of these guys, man. And when I look at that, man, from a GM standpoint, I think Jerry has done a uh, uh, well of a job. I mean, I think there was a stat that said nobody has put in, put more Pro Bowlers. Um, no team has put more pro, uh, more players to the Pro Bowl than the Cowboys, except the Chiefs, I believe. So when I look at that, I think Jerry, the GM, has done has done well as, as of putting the talent out there. But to me, it comes down to the players. And I understand what you're saying about the expectations. What 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 player wants to play? What coach wants to play under that microscope? Like I said, the culture itself is a problem. But I just think, man, if you if you're man enough, you got to look past that, man. At the end of the day, this is football. You're playing on the field. You got to score those touchdowns. You got to get those interceptions. Not Jerry. But like I said, I agree with you on the culture. The culture is a problem for sure. But to 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 kind of give Jerry a little bit of credit, just a little, I think he's done a I think he's done a good enough job of, of putting the players. Because man, when I look at when I look at a lot of these rosters on paper, I think they're good enough to contend. But it just hasn't come to fruition in, in the postseason, man. And I think that's a players' problem, and I think it's a coaching problem. And I just think I think you got to shake something up. I would have started with with letting Mike McCarthy go. I think I think this is a fireball offense for me. Well, okay, I, I, you said a lot there, but I, I hear I heard what you're saying about about you know Jerry the GM and he's done a good job of assembling talent, but the the talent has never been the issue with the Cowboys. They've 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 been able to assemble talent all throughout the years, but the culture is what usurps that to me. 
Because you can bring in – because we've seen different versions of this team, different players, different talented players all put forth and all everything accommodate to what we've seen on Sunday. Maybe not to that degree. But what we've seen is an organization and a team from a culture and organization standpoint who, who who's allergic to prosperity. And to me, that stems from the culture. So, like, so, so I, I mean, I remember you asked me last, uh, last week. You was like, if the Cowboys lose this game, should Mike McCarthy be gone? And I said, yeah, common sense would tell you he should be gone, but I don't believe that he will because that's not the culture that Jerry wants to set in place. It's all going to be at, at the end of the day. It all comes down to what Jerry, his to Jerry's vision, how Jerry views this team, and. To your point about Cowboys fans boycotting, I think something like that is the only thing where we're going to see where we're going to see real change. Because, like I said, teams who normally put forth with the Dallas Cowboys and have shown the ineptitude that the Dallas Cowboys have shown over this lengthy period of time, the consequences and the circumstances are much different for them. They become irrelevant. That's the complete opposite for the Cowboys. And if you think that doesn't play an effect in the mindset of how this organization is run, you're just simply fooling yourself. I think it definitely plays a part, but I'm just saying, man, Carl, I understand that it plays a part, man, but I just think. So, so what do you think has to happen? What do you, what do you think has to happen now? Going forward now, what do you think should happen to, to rectify the situation? Well, first of all, Mike McCarthy would have been gone. Number okay. one, that would have been one thing. I, I think, and I think you got, now Jerry would have to swallow his pride, though. If Jerry will swallow his pride, but and, and, but that goes to my point. The, here's no, the that, thing that, that about would be Jerry, a point of the culture change. But here's the thing about Jerry, I don't, which I don't understand. I feel like Jerry's ego, which is a lot of reason of why you're seeing Jimmy Johnson just now becoming in, now coming into the yeah. uh, ring of honor, which is ridiculous. But a lot of Jerry's ego, he wants to be the one. He wants to be the one that says, "I put this together." You know, Jerry, we'll still give you the credit. You're the owner. You still get the credit. You'll still be in the limelight, Jerry. Just let it go, man. Just let it go. But like I said, I will start with, with firing McCarthy. That would be my first move of order, and I think everything else would, would fall right into place. Because I just I think you gotta go get a leader, man. I think you gotta go get because if I look but it depends on what coach. If you get a I mean, I know Mike Tomlin is he's still he he's got one year left on his deal, but he I think he would somebody like him would be a great fit for the Cowboys because if you look at a Mike Tomlin in 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 Pittsburgh, what he's been able to do with the rosters that he's that he's been dealt with, you know, he he doesn't want to do the grocery shopping. He's never complained about that. Mike Tomlin just goes out and he just plays. I mean, he just coaches. So, but it depends on what type of personality you get. Will a Jim Harbaugh, will a Bill Belichick be okay with with somebody overseeing and looking over them? I, I don't know. That's the thing, though. That's that's my point. Look, it's easy to say, okay, Mike McCarthy's not a leader. You got to go in and get a leader of men. But it's, it's whoever you – okay, say Mike Tomlin. We, 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 me and you both believe that Mike Tomlin is a leader of men. He's a motivator. But is Jerry going to allow – whichever that individual is, is he going to allow that guy to be himself? That's the question here. That, that's the main question. Well, this would be my message to Jerry. Look in the mirror. The past 28 years, look how you've been doing it. I get all that. But is he going to do that? Don't you think it would be time to shake something up? I've been thinking that for the past 10 years. I'm talking about Jerry. Like, Jerry, okay, eventually you got to trial and error. This isn't working. Like, what is it, like when, when is it, what, what it going to take to Jerry to finally have that come to Jesus meeting? 
And my point to you, my, man, my point is, until that happens, my faith and belief in this team is gone. It's gone. Because, I, like, you can bring whatever co- well, you can bring whatever coordinator you want in. You can bring whatever head coach you want in. If that guy isn't gonna, if that guy isn't gonna be allowed to be himself, because in those glory days in the '90s, that was the difference. Jimmy Johnson set the culture, and he ran and served as the head coach of the franchise. It was his show. It was his impact on the team. Jerry was completely on the other side of the building. Since Jimmy Johnson is gone, it's been completely different. Jerry has inflicted and imposed his will on this team, and we have what we have. So until that changes, there's no reason for anybody to have any type of belief, no matter what head coach you bring in, no matter if you move them from back and bring in whatever quarterback, there's no reason to believe that the landscape and the, and the mentality of this team is going to change. That's my point here. Yeah, I understand you. I, I, understand. I, I, no, I, I totally understand, but I just still think at the I end understand of the, the day, t- it comes down to what happens on the field. I get that. I understand. It's ultimately on the players. But don't you think the culture and the mentality that's being preached upon the players plays a big part to the way they perform on the field? It plays a part. It definitely plays a part. But like I said, I just think ultimately the biggest part is 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 the players. Like I said, I think Jerry has done a really good job. So the job. players for the past 28 years, the players ain't been good enough. That's, what, that, that's essentially no, that what you're say, saying. No, I'm saying Jerry has done a good job of, of putting a talent out there, but just for some reason they just haven't been able to get it done. I mean, I, I just, I, I mean, we always talk about common denominators, and we, we've seen different versions of this team. Ultimately, for the past twenty years, all face the same fate at the end. The only, the only, the only constant, the only consistent is the way that this organization, this team is ran. So, at what point do we finally acknowledge and look in the mirror and say, maybe we need to alter the way that we do things? At what point do we do that? So what what would you do? What would be your first move? If I'm Jerry? Yeah. I would bring in a head coach and say, listen, I well, I would bring in a head coach with credentials, like a Bel like a Belichick or a Harbaugh, who's known for building winning and sustainable and mentally tough cultures, and I would say, impose your will on my franchise. I'm not going to sit here and have weekly interviews every week. I'm not going to sit after every game and have a thousand cameras in my face. I'm not going to sit here after every day and, and say that these teams are as good as my teams in the nights. Because that, that, that's – we always talk about expectation with the Cowboys. The Cowboys haven't set no expectations in the past 20 years. Yeah, I don't all think the, All those expectations. expectations strictly come from Jerry Jones and his mouth. That's the point here. We always talk about the Cowboys don't live up to expectations. The Cowboys have no expectations. So that's that's to me what ultimately needs to happen, because when you don't do that, when you constantly sit there and talk about the the ins and outs of your of this franchise as an owner weekly week every week, when you took them and talk about oh oh I feel that we can do this, you sit after every game with a thousand camera in your face. What you seemingly do is undermine the head coach and his authority and his place in the franchise. And if you think that doesn't trickle down to the players, you're fooling yourself. So yes, that's until that changes, I have no reason to have faith. I mean, I just think if you're going to be affected by a guy doing interviews, no other organization is okay, ran that way, Corey. But if you're going to be affected by a guy doing interviews, I mean, I think I got to question your mental toughness then, because if 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 it's not coming down to what's on the field, then I I, I don't know, Carl. I just 
I don't know if I completely agree with that. But no other franchises rent. What, 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 what's to come to that? Mark Cuban don't do interviews. And what success has the Dallas Mavericks had? Over, I mean, uh, have you seen what they've been? They, they've they been a disaster. But I'm just saying, though. And, nah, nah, and, and, and you know, nah, that's not fair. Not to, not to that degree. Yeah, Mark Cuban is a popular owner. Yeah, he's a voice to his personality. Yeah, he's a big personality. But nothing has been to this degree. And you know that. That's not fair. No, I'm not going to give you that one. I'm not going to give you that one. I mean, I just, like I said, I, I don't think. Does Mark Cuban constantly undermine Jason Kidd and, and Rick Carlisle when they was winning? The nah, so no, nah, no, nah, not to that degree. But I don't know if it's necessarily undermining though. A lot of I don't think it's necessarily undermining. But I'm just saying, man. At the end of the day, I think, it, like I said, at the end of the day, ultimately it comes down to what's on the field, man. That's that's all. That that that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, man. I agree with you. Some of the like there there are some things the culture definitely has to change for sure. There is 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 it's definitely it's definitely something that needs to be looked at, but at the end of the day, like you gotta, I think you gotta block them out because. Okay, let me let me ask you this though. What about the culture in New England then? When Brady was there, a lot of a lot of a lot of stories about you know how Belichick was tough on these guys and how Belichick ran his system. Brady was like. A lot of players say Brady was like, oh, man, you know, you just got to ignore him. You know, we, we going to do this, blah, 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 things like that. So I would look at at the Cowboys and say, man, you just got to ignore that. Like, I don't th- I don't like Jerry doing interviews and stuff like this. Jer- look, Jerry going to be Jerry. Jerry going to be about his money. At the end of the day, the man is a businessman. Are you implying that the, the New England Patriots won in spite of Bill Belichick, more so because of Bill Belichick? His mentality, yes. Not Bill Belichick, the mastermind, the defensive coordinator. Not not him. I'm just saying the mentality of you know the quote unquote patriot way. So that that served as a detriment to the players. Is that, that what you're saying? No. I, listen to what I'm saying. I'm saying you have to ignore that. You have to tone that out. Like just because Jerry is doing interviews, at the end of the day, we see it now. It comes down to what's on the field. What what you put on the field is what is what matters the most. That's what matters the most, man. I don't know. That's what matters the most. What you ultimately it comes down to the players, man. It comes down to what you put on the field. I understand, man. I understand Jerry can be annoying. Jerry can be out of his mind sometimes and do ridiculous things. But I'm just saying, at the end of the day, it comes down to what you put on the field. That's all I'm saying. Okay, but what, for 28 years they've been putting the same thing on the field. So what? What, what difference is? So you mean that they they've been able to contend each and every year? For the last 28 years. No, they've been in EP for 28 years, yeah. Yeah, they've been in EP for 28 years. They put out talented products on the field, and they've not been able to uh, 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 live up to the talent to, 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 to the talent that they have on the roster. Just don't, they man, not been able at the to end of the day, it. it's football, though, Carl. Like, what you're saying, man, nah, I'm not with that, man. I disagree. I totally disagree. What? You don't think they've been disappointing for 28 years? How do you disagree No, with I'm that? disagreeing that you're—, you're I think you're. I think what you're doing, you're solely putting it on Jerry. No, 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 no. You are. That's your whole. That's your main. That's your main. No, absolutely not. I'm not. So look, look. That was awful sad Sunday. That's what it came down to. Jerry had no, 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 no. Jerry went out there and threw them picks. No, that's just that's just one part of it. I'm letting you know that I'm not putting it all on Jerry. Dak was awful. Dak had to play better. Mike McCarthy got out coach. He was pitiful. But we've seen Dak consistently be awful. 
in the playoffs. You just alluded to that. We saw Tony Romo consistently be awful in the playoffs. You alluded to that. We saw Mike uh, Mike McCarthy consistently not have this team ready to play. We saw Jason Garrett consistently not ready to play. We've seen different versions of this team be disappointing in different times in different years. We The only thing we have not seen is a change in the structure and the dynamic and the makeup of this franchise. That's, that should be the thing that needs to change. So what, what 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 confidence do we have if we get a different head coach that things are going to be different? If we get a different quarterback, things are going to be different. I don't think one has to do with the other. I really All don't. Right. I'm just being honest, Carl. I don't. At the end of the day, man, you're you a grown man, bro. Like, you got to play football at the end of the day, man. Like, like I don't. I just don't think one has any 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 correlation to the other. Honestly. Okay. I don't think what what Jerry does. I I, I just I me personally, I don't think one has any correlation to do with the other. But at the end of the day, man, this this was absolutely a a ridiculous ridiculous performance by by the Cowboys. At the end of the day, Dak had a bunch of empty calories. Ended up throwing for four hundred yards through sixty passes and. and and man, this this was just an absolutely ridiculous ridiculous performance from the Cowboys, man. Just 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 disappointing, man. Really not disappointing to me because, like I said, I've been a Cowboys for over Cowboys fans for over a decade, and I'm not I'm really not surprised. I mean this 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 is who Dak is though. This is who Dak is. He just he just not a good playoff performer. That's that's just simply what it come down to. So it's just like I said, man. I. I did. I didn't expect it to end this way. I didn't foresee it. Like I said, I tried to foretell foretell a lot of people about this, but I was called a hater. I was called a Dak hater. I was called. I was said. I was. I was told I was being too harsh. But you know, I just call it like I see it. Simple as that. All right, man. Let's move on. Let's talk about the 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 rest of the wild card weekend because it was a it was a, a really exciting weekend starting with the. The Texans and the Browns, man, just, this was absolutely a, a, a shellacking as well. Flacco did not play well at, at all in this game. C.J. Stroud played phenomenal. Houston Texans winning 45-14. to 14. We both picked the Browns in this game, and boy, were we wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, due to the recent history, you know, man, Flacco was playing very well. And, you know, we both said we know Flacco has played very – has been able to turn it on in the playoffs. And, man, this game was just an absolute – Blowout. C.J. Stroud played terrific. Flacco having a two intercept. Back to back pick six, pick sixes. Wow. I mean, that's that's pretty hard to do. But yeah, like I said, man, I thought I thought the Browns would come in and, and and win this game, given the fact that they were the the league's number one defense, number one defense, man. And this defense was playing lights out. Flacco was playing better than any quarterback in the league. Uh, playing playing one of the best, playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the league at this point. And man, this was just an absolute shocker. And what what Texan what the Texans were able to do, and what C.J. Stroud and company were able to do, was just just amazing to me, man. Just this one, this one, this one shocked me for real. It really did. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely shocking to me. Me and you both picked the Browns going into this game, and yeah, this this game was completely shocking. More so shocking how how porous the uh, the Browns defense play. I didn't see that coming, but you know. Credit to the Houston Texans. I mean, C.J. Stroud is a dude. We, we, he's been proving it all year. And, you know, this offense, this Browns offense, it, it was surprising to see them uh, kind of pick apart this 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 stout defense from the Cleveland Browns who essentially 
all year by numbers wise was the best defensive league. And CJ uh, just truly, just truly picked them apart. They were able to run the ball effectively. And uh, you know, the Houston Houston's an interesting team. You know, uh, when Tank Dell went down, this offense kind of uh, took a hit. You know, CJ Stroud was playing at an MVP type level. And then when Tank Dale kind of went down, we kind of seen CJ kind of, you know, not really regress, but, you know, we, we saw him, you know, his numbers kind of take a dip and production kind of dip. And we saw this offense kind of, you know, suffer with the loss of Tank Dale. But since then, you know, Nico Collins has come in and he's really kind of solidified himself as that number one option for CJ. Um, you know, and this defense is playing well. Credit to D'Amico Ryans. I, I mean, he, he he's going to be a, a true contender for, uh, for coach of the year. But, yeah, this game was surprising to me. Flacco, you know, I don't know how much faith we really truly believed it had in him. But, you know, he didn't play well at all. And, uh, yeah, they, they pretty much just got just got, just got got blitzed in this game. So, surprising, but give all the credit in the world to the Houston Texans. Yeah, absolutely. So, let's look at the next matchup in the AFC, the Dolphins and the Chiefs. This was a game, man. I, I kind of foreseen this. I've yeah. foreseen this coming. Yeah, we both. Especially, you know, with the weather conditions. And let me just say this, man. I understand the weather conditions and everything. I really got my. I really have reservations about Tua. He was not good. He I was, really do. He, he, man. he was actually got off on he, this game. He was not good. And I just. And I don't want to. And I don't want it to be recency bias because he had a really. He he had a really good year this year, but. The guy, he's a, he's a he's a smaller quarterback, and he's a guy who's dealt with a lot of injuries, both in college and in pro. So, and he's a guy who he doesn't really have a he doesn't have a, a a cannon. He doesn't have a big arm. I really I don't know, man. I I like this Dolphins team, but I don't know, man. I got my reservations about two. I really do, but yeah, man. Like I said, really not shocked at this game. The Chiefs, I, I picked the Chiefs to win this game easily. I just think they're, that they were the better team, and I told you if if there was any team, I know the Chiefs had their problems this year, but if there was any team that I'm not counting out, it's definitely the Kansas City Chiefs. So, like I said, pick the Chiefs in this game to win easily, and that's what came to came to fruition. Yeah, I don't really have much to add to that. I completely concur with everything you said. Yeah, Tua Tua was we we can make this about the weather. Say, oh, Miami is not used to that type of weather. They're, they're not a, a cold weather team, but. There were opportunities in this game for Tua to inflict and make some big plays in this game. Yeah, he, he had his chances. Yeah, for sure. he, he just simply. I mean, even the touchdown to Tyreek Hill. I mean, he had to, it was a completely underthrown ball, and Reek just made a great play on the ball. But yeah, you you should definitely. It is warranted, even with the success that Tua has had in the regular season over the past over the last two seasons. It's it's more than fair to have your reservations on Tua. You know, he's going to be asking for a new contract here pretty soon. I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve his money, but. If you're the Dolphins, you you definitely have to you know, you know take everything to account and see how you uh, how you view Tua going forward. Because like you alluded to, it's not just about the performance. We all know he's had his injuries issues in the past. He's a smaller guy, not all that durable. But uh, yeah, in this game, we we both picked the Chiefs in this game just simply because Miami just simply when they played against uh you know high quality opponents this year. They just simply haven't answered the call. I mean, they haven't beaten. I mean, if you want to say the win against the Cowboys was against a good team, but I'm not, I'm not sure today, as we said today, how much that actually moves people. Uh, but, but yeah, I'm not surprised by anything that took place in this game. Tua didn't play well. Uh, Mahomes was very efficient. They were able to run the ball, and yeah, they 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 beat the Dolphins. So yeah, I don't have really much to add on that. Yeah, man, sticking with the AFC, we're gonna go to the Bills and the Steelers. This game was postponed to Monday. After you know the weather 
weather conditions weren't really good. Like I said, man, this, this was a game. I, I picked the Bills. I think we both picked the Bills in this game. You know, I, I was really surprised the Steelers actually made the playoffs, to be honest with you. We both were. Because, like I said, Mike Tomlin has not had a lot a, uh, a lot to a lot to deal with, not, not really a lot of good rosters. I mean, we know this, that this really is a quarterback-driven league, man, and if you ain't got the quarterback, you really ain't got nothing. So that's really what it came down to. Josh Allen was, was just a better quarterback in this game. Um, got off to an early start. Uh, Pittsburgh kind of made it inter- interesting a little bit late, but ultimately Bills pulled away and they proved to be the better team. Yeah, yeah, not much to add. The Steelers had no business being in this game. Uh, the uh, Josh Allen played a very efficient game, uh, took care of the football, and I, I, I basically I thought that was going to be all that need. I, I said the only reservation I would have, the only chance that I would see the Steelers having pretty much any chance to hang around and possibly win this game. It's if Josh Allen, you know, went to that other dimension, other dimension that we that we all know that he has in him when he turns when he turns the ball over. But no, he he was great in this game. The, the, the Bills are just a better Bills are just a better flat out better team than the Steelers. Uh, like you alluded to, they don't have the quarterback that I, that um, that I felt confident they can go in and you know outdo Josh Allen if he did play well. And uh, yeah, B- Buffalo Bills are just a better team than the Steelers. They had no business being in this playoffs. Yeah, man. And if I if I was the Steelers, man, I would maybe look at trading up and go. Maybe trying to go get one of these quarterbacks early in this draft. You got to consider it because obviously we see Kenny Pickett is not it. Uh, Mason Rudolph isn't it. I mean, you tried Mitch Trubisky last year and he he definitely wasn't it. So I mean, yeah, man, and that, and that's really been uh, that's been that's been that's it been, for him. That's been it because even if you look at Big Ben his last few years, he wasn't he wasn't good, man. He just wasn't good. Yeah, this is a Steelers team who hasn't won a playoff game since 2016. Eight years. Yeah. So and, and we know the Steelers. We know we know what they and you want to talk about. We just talked about the Cowboys. You want to talk about franchises of what they represent. The Steelers represent winning. They they got six championships. So we know what they represent and we know what they stand for and we know the the culture that they've built. Right. And what they and what they want. So not having a playoff winner in the last eight years that that that's not looking too good. Nah, that so that, that that's ain't, something that, that ain't that ain't what this organization is about. Yeah. And and, and you mentioned it. I mean the quarterback. You you you. You have to you have to go out and get the quarterback position straight if you're the Steelers because if you look at this roster they got the weapons I mean you know Najee Harris is is, is a quality running back Jalen Warren kind of emerged this year I, I like I, I really like George Pickens I think he can be you know yeah. a, a top ten to fifteen ish receiver in the game uh, Deontay Johnson is, is adequate I love Fry move for the tight end position so they've they've had the weapons and the pieces around they just haven't had the quarterback. Supported for the past, you know, since Big Ben retired, and then I've I've alluded to this before. Nobody to blame with them because they they Big Ben they didn't showed, have a plan. Big Ben showed all the signs of his deterioration the last two years, and they didn't put a succession plan together. And the bill is awesome to come and do for that. But interesting, you said speaking of that, you know, the Steelers haven't won uh, a playoff game in the last eight years. Mike Tomlin is in the entering the last year of his deal. He will be back next year. Uh, he was asked about it and. He walked just completely off. walked off the podium. Uh, and so obviously it's something that he's. I'm okay with. with him walking off. Oh yeah, I don't have problems because with that. nobody else asked. You don't ask nobody else yeah. that question. Yeah, I, I, I'm. That's not where I was going. With. I don't have no problem with that either. But say next year the Steelers at this point in time next year we sit and the Steelers find themselves in the same boat. What do you do if uh, if you're the Steelers with Mike Tomlin? Do you do you sign and bring him back, or should Mike Tomlin even want to come back? Well, you know the Steelers—they're—they're not—they don't fire coaches. They don't fire. Yeah, so, exactly. 
So I think it would be if if all things you know stand pat and they have the same year or maybe even worse. I think I think that this should be a mutual parting of ways. I agree because I think if you're Mike Tomlin, you really got to look and see. And the cupboard is very bare. And if there are some more appealing situations, I think by all means, if you're Mike Tomlin, you got to do yourself uh, due diligence to yourself. And put yourself in the best position to win. So, yeah, I, I, if I'm Mike Tomlin yet, I, I would probably want out if 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 all things yeah, stand packed. I agree because it, it gets to a point in time like where where, where it, it's just time for a new voice and leadership. I mean, Mike Tomlin is he, he he's going into his 18th season as the head coach of the Steelers. We've alluded to like you know they've had their playoff failures you know in recent history, and you know Mike the Tom Tomlinson it Tomlinson Mike Tomlin is has enough cachet and he's that successful as the head coach where he'll have his pick of the litter. You know, he'll have jobs and teams lined up for him. Man, you so, want to talk about a team leader. Yeah. So, yeah, at some point, if they don't ultimately reach what they, uh, what they set out to reach for going to next year, I think Mike, it, it would be a mutual agreement to, that, you know, it's just time for a new, it's just time for a new voice and leadership. That And, and, that, and that's nothing, and that's no indictment against Mike Tomlin as a head coach. That's yeah, just, absolutely not. I mean, the, the, the Eagles eventually moved off of Andy Reid. I mean, we just seen it. The Patriots just moved off Belichick. It, 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 it just comes a time where there's just time for new voice and leadership. So that's what this situation would be. Yep. All right, let's go to the NFC. You already talked about the Cowboys. Uh, Rams and Lions, man. This was a game that had all the, all the makings. This is probably all, the best game throughout the week. It was kind of hard for me to watch because I was kind of disgusted with what I had seen previously the game before. But uh, obviously we've seen the Lions, man. Big game. We've seen the Lions come out on top, 24-23 over the Rams. Like I said, this had all the makings up of, of a great game. Obviously, you know, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford were traded for each other. First playoff game in, in 30 years in Detroit. So... Man, just just this had all the storylines of, of of a great game, of what you wanted to see, and man, Jer- Jared Goff really impressed me in this game. Man, he was able to make some key throws in, in big moments, and and man, and Puka Nakua was just oh, man. unbelievable in this game. I, I still favor CJ Stroud as, as rookie of the year. That's just me, though. But Puka. yeah, man, Jared Goff was, was did what he needed to do in this game, and man, I. I Obviously, I I gotta say I'm happy for the city of Detroit. You have to. This be. is what they, especially you know, they also root for a basketball team that that's uh, god awful. So uh, to have for them to have some sort of success in the city of Detroit is 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 is, is beautiful for them to see. And I think if you're the Rams, man, you might have to you might have to look at some stuff, man. You might have to look in the mirror on some stuff, like. Because I understand, man, you won the Super Bowl a few years back. And I know you got Puka Nakua, you got Cooper. But Stafford, man, I don't know. Because, you know, there were stories about, you know, he wasn't able to connect with these guys and stuff like that. I just don't know, man. It is I don't know if they're if they're getting tired of Sean McVay or if they're get, if they're getting worn out or if they're getting worn down. But I don't know. It just it just don't look good for the Rams for me. Well, I would disagree with that, Uh because they kind of came on late in 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 the year, because they didn't really get off to a good start. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, but in, in my in my estimation, I thought the Rams vastly overachieved this year because I didn't I didn't have I didn't have them as a playoff team. So Me I neither. thought that the job that uh, that that Sean McVay did to get this team to where they were and uh, and how well Matthew Stafford played, 
I don't I don't see the cupboard as bare. I don't see I don't see this going down. I see I see extension from the Rams at this point, based off the year that they had and what my expectations were for them this year. As far as the Lions are concerned, good for the Lions, good for Dan Quinn, and yeah, good for Jerry Goff. Dan Campbell. I said, who did I say? Nah, Dan not Quinn. Yeah, yeah, not good for Dan Quinn. Bad for him. Yeah, yeah, definitely not good for Dan Quinn. But yeah, good for Dan Campbell. Uh, but yeah, because that was the biggest reservation I had, and I, I told you, I think we both picked the Rams in this game. I think we did, uh, but I, I, I know I picked the Rams because essentially because I didn't believe, you know, Detroit's never been there before. Uh, the Rams have a Super Bowl DNA. They have a, a coach that's been to two Super Bowls. They have a quarterback that's won a Super Bowl. Quarterback that's coming back hometown to the team that drafted him and he spent 10 plus years with. So, you know, he's going to be uh, motivated. And you talked about the weapons they have on side in Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, who's just sensational. So, I thought the Rams had all the pieces in place to go in and win a game like this. But Jared Goff played well. My reservation was like, I didn't think he would be able to play well enough and make the big time throws. Right. And, and the big. And the big times that he needed to make them, and he was able to do that. But you know, this this was just this was just a good football game, man. It, it, it really could have went either way. I thought they did miss a, a, a blatant uh, pi on Puka Nakua on that last drive. The guy clearly grabbed the jersey from the back. I don't know how you missed that, but we always say games never, games with this magnitude never come down to one play. So I'm not going to use it to take anything away. The Lions won this game, and I think if you're Detroit, you have to feel very good about where you are right now. Yeah. We're going to talk about our predictions on that in a little bit. Now we got one last game to get into, man. The fall of the Eagles, man. Buccaneers versus Eagles. We both picked the Eagles in this game so solely on the reason that it couldn't end like this. And this is how it ended. Yeah, it ended the worst. Of I mean, Tampa Bay just had their way. Baker had a great day. Shout out to Baker, man. He's been playing very well. Yes. I, I, I had my reservations Much, yeah. on Baker. and you know, he, But th- if, if any I, – I, I digress on today. If any, if Baker was going to have any success, this is the team he was. He was. Yeah, have we said that. We he said was going to have it on. So, man, Buccaneers just just had their way with the Eagles. Eagles scored nine points, losing this game thirty-two to nine. Man, Carl. So, what's your reaction to this, man? They are who we thought they were. <laughs> I mean, obviously, most of the storylines this week are surrounded by the Cowboys, and rightfully so, and they collapsed. But I think the Eagles are a bigger disappointment. A- absolutely, absolutely. Starting off ten and one. And and to be where they are right now, not even start, but coming off coming off a Super Super Bowl Bowl appearance, starting the season ten to one, and to be where they are today, one and done in the playoffs, and to get absolutely boat raced and not even and not even be be competitive competitive the way that they were on Monday night. This has to I I I don't recall a a bigger collapse down the stretch of any team that I've ever ever seen in the NFL. I mean, it is, and you talk about direction. I don't know where they go from here. Tampa Bay deserve a lot of credit in the world. And you say good for make, Baker Mayfield, also good for Todd Bowles, too. Yeah, for I, sure. I love to see this for him. Uh, and the Eagles, I, I, I really don't know what direction they go from here. I mean, you can make a case that you should move on from Nick Sirianni, but your biggest issue now should be you have to bring in somebody that's going to rectify this defense because this defense simply fell apart down the stretch of the season to where it was, it was not even competitive. I mean, teams just simply had their way with the Eagles' defense throughout the duration of, of the downslide of this season. so um, And Jalen Hurts regressed. A- absolutely. There, there's, no, there, there's no other way you can put around that Jalen Hurts regressed off the MVP caliber season that he had last season. He turned the ball over. He wasn't as accurate. He wasn't as good under pressure. And they just simply weren't as good as – they just simply weren't the team that they were a year ago. They just simply never had the production. And the signs were there all year. 
even when they were 10 and 1, the signs were there. And if the saying is, what make you laugh eventually makes you cry. They were laughing and winning through 10 and 1, and now it's cry equals cry now. And it'll be interesting to see the direction that they go. Do they essentially decide to move on from Nick Sirianni? I disagree with you, that. You can you can make the case for it, but yeah, I don't really I don't really know because I to be honest with you, I really don't know what how much of an impact that Nick Sirianni really had on on the success of the Eagles uh, to begin with. So you have to find a way to rectify this defense. And yeah, that that, that, that was to me that was the fall of the Eagles. Rather, the defense, man, they were just terrible. They 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 couldn't tackle. They couldn't defend. They were terrible in the secondary. Like, it, 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 it was just bad. And when I look at the fall of the Eagles, man, like you said, 10-1, and one, starting 10-1, and one, coming off the Super Bowl, starting 10-1, and one, you're, you're encouraged. Even in those 10 wins, man, there were, there were things that the Eagles were doing that if, you, if any fool could see that this is not the same team from last year, yeah. that, they, that, they were, that they were a flawed team and that they had issues. But I think the the biggest problem with with, with the Eagles this year losing both their offensive and defensive coordinators yeah. that hurt them a a whole lot. So I think if you're gonna make any changes to the staff, I like I, no offense to Brian Johnson, I think he's he's probably a good coach, but I just think you got to go get a go probably go get some some a, a new voice, or you got to go get some better coordinators because I think that really did the Eagles a disservice losing both of those coordinators and they weren't able to adjust to it. I agree. So, man, yeah, they they got some questions and, and things to answer this this offseason. So, all right, man, let's get into the divisional round now that, you know, we wrapped up the recap of the Wild Card Weekend. So, let's look at some of these matchups and, and give you our predictions. First, first game Saturday, Texans and Ravens. This is going to be – I think this has all to make us to be a good game. Obviously, the storyline matches up. C.J. Stroud, first year. Um, Lamar Jackson is probably going to win the MVP. Ravens got the number one seed. So, what do you foresee happening in this game? I'm taking the Ravens in this game. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to completely dis, dismiss the Texans and say that they don't have a shot or they won't make a game out of this. I can because I can see C.J. Stroud coming to this game and playing well. Uh, you know, he had success against his Ravens team earlier on the. I think it was week one of the season. He was able to throw mm-hmm. for over 300 yards. So, I, I can see where you know C.J. is come out and play well. And, uh, you know, give the Ravens – I mean, sorry, the Texans a respectable chance to win this game. But I, I just think Baltimore is an all-around better team. But the one thing that you have to be careful with in this game is you have a team, the Texans, that's coming in kind of with house money. The pressure is solely on the Ravens yeah. in this game. And we've seen the Ravens are going to be – are going to feel some heat to go out and, and dominate this game because – the pressure is all on them because we've seen them have good teams in the past. They're they're techn- not supposed to be here anyway, you yeah. know. So they the Ravens have had teams like this in the past where they've looked head and shoulders like the favorite to you know ultimately come out, ultimately come out the AFC, ultimately make a Super Bowl run, and they fell short. So they're gonna feel some of that type of heat. So if if this game starts off and say the Texans get off to a hot start, let's say they go down go down and drive and they score first, and it's and you look up and it's seven and zero in the first quarter. I think, I think there's going to be some tension on that Baltimore Ravens sideline. It's going to be up to them to go out and respond and show that they're the team that we all believe they were. But I'm picking the Ravens to win this game because, frankly, frankly, I I don't think I root for any other player in the league like I root for Lamar Jackson. I would love nothing more for him to see them, him ultimately cap this with with all the the the, the vitriol, the doubters, the whole contract dispute. 
I would love. We all believe that he's going to ultimately win the MVP this year. I would love to see him nothing cap all that off with the MVP in the Super Bowl this year. So I'm going to pick the Ravens. Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens in this game. Um, you know, it, it's been reported that that Mark Andrews has has been designated to return, but so you know, you never you, you never know if if he's able to play. You know, that that could definitely help the Ravens out a lot. Likely has been playing really well in in the absence of of Andrews though, of Andrews though, but you know, it definitely could help them if if he's able to play in this game. But yeah, I I'm I'm not going to disregard the the Texans because I kind of disregarded them last week just kind of picking the Browns and you know, I thought it was a good story that that the Texans even made the playoffs, but I'm not going to not going to look at them lightly and and the Ravens shouldn't cuz I think that was a lot of what what kind of happened in, in that Dallas game. I think the Packers were went in and they played loose. Like, you know, we're not supposed to be here anyway. We're the seventh seed. Nobody's expecting us to win. Dallas probably took them lightly. And if you're the Ravens, you really don't want to do that because this is a team that, man, they can hit you. Man, they can hit you with a lot of big plays, man, and hit you with a lot of a lot of splash plays and things like that. So, and I think the Ravens and I think the experience – will help them out because, I mean, like you said, they've been in situations like this before. Number one seed, ultimately losing to the uh, Tennessee Titans at home that one year. And so I think the, the, the experience will help them out. And if I had to pick somebody who, who if, if I had to say who's under the most pressure this postseason, it would probably be between Lamar Jackson and, and, and Josh Allen. Because I think this is the year Lamar has to get it done. Mm-hmm. Especially, like you said, if he were to... Because, like I said, I believe he's the MVP. If he were to cap this off with, with, with the MVP and, and, and the Super Bowl, and possibly Super Bowl MVP, he would put himself in a really, really elite class of quarterbacks. You got two two regular season MVPs, a championship, and a, and a Super Bowl MVP. If that were if that were to come to fruition, he would put himself in a in a in a really really elite class of quarterbacks. Something that that a lot of, a lot of quarterbacks hasn't haven't been able to do. So that would that would put him that would, that would, I would I would love to see that. I would want nothing more to see that. If if the Cowboys can't win, I would love to see Lamar go go and get that chip. So yeah, I'm gonna pick the Ravens in this game, and I think I, it has the it has the potential to be close. Because if you look at the Ravens, they I mean they 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 blown some teams out, but a lot of their games really have been kind of nip and tuck, where it was kind of some nip and tuck ball games, and and they they kind of pulled out pulled out late pulled out um uh, pulled away late in a lot of these games. So this isn't a team that they can play around with at all. Absolutely not. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. All right, so next game Saturday Packers Forty ers Obviously, you know we've seen the Packers beat the Cowboys. Now they're heading out to to Santa Clara to face the 49ers. And, you know, the 49ers have really had the Packers numbers in, in a lot of these 12 games. Whether we go back to Colin Kaepernick running for 180 on them in the uh, NFC Championship game, um, the the matchup they played where Jimmy Garoppolo threw eight passes, Raheem Mostert ran crazy that day. And uh, even if – was that last year? No, a couple years ago when – when the Packers had the number one seed and and uh, the Forty ers come in there and, and win a thirteen to ten ball game, so man, the Forty ers have really had had the Packers numbers, have really had the Packers number lately in in a lot of these playoff games. But the Packers are under new management, man. So I I don't know. Jordan Love, man, you know I spent a lot of time talking about the Cowboys, but and, and not really shedding light on Jordan right. Love, man. He played a phenomenal game. 
He played a phenomenal game yeah. Sunday, man. And like you said, man, he's Some been, of those passes I think I could have completed, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. But <laughs> over the past few over the past two months, like you said, he's definitely been arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. Jordan Love has. So this is a this is a 49ers team who has been who I believe has been the probably number one or number two team best team all year so this is going to be a a interesting matchup to me but i'm going to pick the 49ers because i think they have the best roster i think they have a better roster than than um than the packers and like i said they they have dominated and 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 beaten the packers over the past three matchups so kyle shanahan kind of knows what he get what he's getting himself into and he knows matt Matt lafleur and what what matt lafleur likes to do and what he wants to do because I just think, like I said, I just think the 49ers are the better team. So, I'm going to pick the 49ers to win this game. But I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked if the Packers find a way to win this game. I really wouldn't. I love Jordan Love. I think he's got a, he's got the, a great future in this This league. is an interesting game because one thing – one thing that we know about the San Francisco 49ers, they're obviously a great team, Pro Bowl caliber studded roster. But the one thing that we've seen this team, when they when they are forced to play from behind and they can't dictate the can the pace and triple uh, tempo of the game, and you force them they to struggle. have to, to have to get outside of their comfort zone, they're not they're not the same team. We we've seen that, and I think you know if if the Green Bay Packers because. One thing, obviously, Jordan Love is playing extremely well as a young quarterback, but not enough has been talked about how well those other young players are also playing around him. I mean, uh, Romeo Dobbs has an ascension, has an ascension. Christian Christian Watson, if he can just seem to stay healthy and stay on the field, I, I think he can. I, I think he's an ultra productive receiver and and and, and a lethal weapon at the receiver position. And they and they have a they have a legit top tier offensive line, and they're able to run the football. So if they can find a way to kind of get off to a quick start and Jordan Love can – because I think Jordan Love, as well as he played against the Dallas Cowboys, I think he's going to have to play even better than that in order for them to win this game, and I think he can. Now, he's not going to have receivers wide open and not a defender is even on the TV screen. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think he's going to have – I don't think he's going to have that much of an easy uh, time against the 49ers in this game, but I do think he can play well. And I would expect him to continue to play well, so – I'm picking the upset. I, I think Green wow. Bay is going to go in and get this done because they're a dangerous team because they just simply don't know any better. This is just another football game to them. And if they come on and they get off to a fast start, you don't think Brock Purdy is going to be feeling some pressure? You don't think Kyle Shanahan is going to be feeling some pressure? So it's going to be imperative for Green Bay to get off to a fast start in this game where they can control and dictate the tempo of this game and force San Francisco to do things that they're not comfortable doing. That's playing from behind and making Brock Purdy have to go out and win the game. And, you know, the thing about the the biggest weakness to me for the San Francisco 49ers is their offensive line. Yes, they have an all-time great offensive lineman in Trent Williams, but the rest of those guys, they're gettable. And you look at, you know, the guys that uh, how well this – now, this Green Bay defense hasn't been a great unit throughout the totality. But to close out this season, going to these playoffs, they've been one of the hotter, hotter defensive units. Uh, in the league, you know, you look at what they what they possess on the defensive on the defensive end, on the defensive line. You know, Rashawn Gary, person with these guys, they get after it. So, I'm 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 going to take I'm I'm going to I'm I'm going to go for the upset. I'm going to say 
the Packers are going to find a way to win this football game. Hmm. Interesting. I guess, hey, we'll see. Pretty pretty bold of you to pick it that is, pick but, that matchup. You know, I love Jordan Love, man. He's yeah, been, I do too. He's I think he's tremendous. he's gonna be, he's got a great future in this league for sure. All right, man. Moving to the moving to the Sundays mat, Sunday matchups. We got the Buccaneers versus the Lions, man. This is an interesting matchup to me, man. You got two former number one picks who were both you know discarded from their team, so they both got chips on their shoulders, man. What do you foresee happening in, in this game between the Bucks and the Lions? I, I really don't know what this man. Is this for. is really a pick 'em. Like it really, this, is. yeah. This could really go either. It could way. go either way. Uh, you know, you have to. I think you have to favor Detroit slightly in this game, just because simply I think they've they've been the overall better team than Tampa Bay throughout the duration of the season, and I do think their their roster is uh, a little bit better than what they possess than Tampa Bay, but. There, there's, there's so many question marks in this game. I don't know if, if – like, I just don't know what I'm going to consistently get out of Jared Goff. You know, you talk about how well Baker Mayfield is playing. In that environment, in that building, do I trust Baker Mayfield to go out and play as well as he played against that that sorry bunch of uh, – that sorry uh, unit of a defense against the, – now, now the, the Lions defense isn't great either. But I don't think anybody, any unit has been worse than the Philadelphia Eagles have uh, to, to, to close this season out. So – I'm gonna go with Detroit. I just think you know they're gonna ride. They're gonna ride this wave. They're gonna ride this wave that they're on right now. They're playing with a lot of confidence. They have to feel pretty good about themselves in that building. It's gonna be electric. I think it's gonna be more difficult for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this game than I think it'll be more difficult for the Lions to win. So I'm gonna pick Detroit Lions. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna pick the Lions too. But when I, like I said, man, this really could go either way, man. When I look at what what the Bucks have, man. I, I really like their team, man. Baker, like I said, Baker's played really well. Mike Evans has is just just goes out and gets a thousand yards every year, man. You got a Chris Godwin. And then when I look at the defense, man, the Buccaneers defense has been playing really and played really well. When you look at a guy like Antoine Winfield, a guy like Vita Vea, guys on on their defensive side who 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 can go and get after it, man. It it's gonna be really interesting to see if Detroit can live up to the expectations that's been put up on them now. Okay, you won a playoff game. Now, you you got expectations. Are you going to be able to live up to it? And when we talk about Jared Goff, I know we have our questions, but we do have to remember, Jared Goff did lead the Rams to a Super Bowl, Super Bowl appearance. I mean, I understand that there was a controversial call in that Saints game, but hey, hey, he, he, he got there. Ultimately ran up against the GOAT. Couldn't couldn't get it done, and a, and a, and a and a vaunted Bill Belichick defense couldn't get it done. But we do have to remember that Jared Goff was able to to take this take that Rams team to uh, to a Super Bowl appearance. So when I look at it, and I just look at it in its totality, I just think Detroit, like you said, is gonna gonna ride this wave, and I think they'll be able to pull out a victory. And if they pull out a victory, and and what you say happened, and the Packers win. And the and the Lions get an NFC championship at home, man. You better believe that place gonna be rocking. Like I said, especially like, against a division rival, mm-hmm. that place gonna be rocking. It's man. like I said, you, I told I told you that they have to feel very good about where they are right now. Very good, absolutely. Yeah, so I I think I think the Lions are, will ultimately win that game. So we'll see about that. And now this game, this last game is the game I will definitely have my eyes on: the Chiefs and the Bills. Let me say that. Let me say that. Let me start on this one, and I'll kick it to you. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, you are on. 
You own, man. Like I said, the two people who have the most pressure in who I believe have the most pressure in this playoff run is Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen a little more than Lamar Jackson, but cause Josh Allen, man, I I like Josh Allen. I think he's a good quarterback. But there are times when Josh Allen shows me flashes that he could be one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play this game. And then there are times when I don't think he's better than Paul Crew. <laughs> because what is my issue with Josh Allen? He turns the ball over way too much when it's unnecessary. And at the most opportune time. Yes. In the red is, zone. That is my problem with Josh Allen, man. And he sometimes he tries to do too much. He tries to be Superman when he doesn't have to. We see we seen the like we we see we see the flashes like we seen the fit what was it fifty fifty six yard 52 run fifty two yard run that he had against the Steelers last week. But this game here, this is going to be Patrick Mahomes' first ever role playoff game, first ever, and it's going to be in Buffalo. In Buffalo, Josh Allen, and we know the comparisons that Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes had when when Josh Allen came into this league and and he was. When he started come come coming up and, and, and getting better and, and improving each and every year, Josh Allen, man, this is the time. This is what you've been waiting for. This is the time to show that, that you're one of these big dogs too, man. Because lately it's been conversations that – because it went from Josh Allen and Patrick Holmes to Joe Burrow and Patrick Holmes real quick. Because you had a lot of playoff, playoff blunders too, man. You did. I mean, you had – you were in the same position last year against the, against the Buffalo, uh, excuse me, against the Cincinnati Bengals. You had a game at home, and it was snowing. And this is supposed to be your home turf, and you let Cincinnati come in and take it from you. So I don't want to hear anything about the 13 seconds that, that Patrick Holmes them had and all that. And when you saying if if I if I would have got the ball on overtime, I'd be going to the AFC, I'd be going to the Super Bowl too. Okay, all that is over. Now is the time, Josh Allen. Now is the time. So with that being said, I'm picking the Bills in this game. Really? Yes, because it all lines up for Josh Allen and the Bills. It does. You at home, this is Patrick Mahomes' first role playoff game. Like you said, the Chiefs have, are not the same as they was last year or even the years before. But the thing about the Chiefs this year, their defense is playing lights out. But if anybody can do this, because I really like what the Bills have. I mean, you got Diggs on the outside. You got uh, Gabe Davis on the outside who, who's had big games against the Chiefs. And you got a, uh, James Cook who we've seen what he was able to do against the Cowboys. I mean, everybody was able to do it against the Cowboys. Yeah, but we've seen what he's capable of. So I just think, man, this all lines up for Josh Allen to, to get this win and, and, and move on to the AFC Championship. So I'm, I'm going to pick the Bills in this game. But weren't but when you the one that was just telling me last week, went on a tangent about, like, you can never count out the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes is still Yeah, you can't count them out, but that don't mean I, I have to pick them every game. So you – I mean, so, I, but but with that being said, I wouldn't be shocked if the Chiefs won, though. So you have more confidence in this game than Josh Allen than you do in Patrick Mahomes? In this game, yeah, because I don't – like I said, I know Patrick Mahomes is great, but I don't know how he's going to play on his first World Playoff game. It, it's something to see. Okay. Well, I, the Buffalo Bills, I think, are a better football team than the Kansas City Chiefs as we sit here today. And I get what you said about the Chiefs' defense. There's, there's, you know, I'm not taking anything away. They, they, they've been phenomenal all year. Definitely compared to some of the defense we've seen from the Chiefs in the past. This is by far the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has ever had. And honestly, it couldn't have come at a better, better time. 
when we've seen the struggles that they had offensively. Right. So they've, they've pretty much leaned on their defense all year. I just simply don't know if, if their defense is going to be able to hold up as they need them to in this game against Josh Allen and the Bills. And I don't know if their offense is going to be able to put up enough points to be able to beat the Buffalo Bills. But to echo everything that you just said, it's simply going to be predicated on Josh Allen getting it done, man. Now, if he goes out and plays like – if he goes out and plays like the best of Josh Allen, I honestly don't think that the Chiefs have a chance to win this game if he plays similar to the way he played last week. But, again, it comes down to, man, is he going to put that on fourth? We just don't know what we're going to get. It's like it's like you said. He shows flashes to where he you can possibly look at him and say, like, if you just watch Josh Allen play and you didn't know anything about his past or nobody, anybody else, and you just put his tape on, the best of him compared to the best of any other quarterback in the league, you probably would be able to come to the conclusion that that's the best quarterback in football. Just off, you know, the way – what he's capable of and how well he's capable of playing. But I just don't know if he's going to do that. And if he but – if, but if he does do that, it's going to be – if he does – if Josh Allen comes out on Sunday and he's at his best – it's going to be very difficult for the Chiefs to win this game because I simply don't think that their offense is going to have enough to what it takes. Now, you can never count Patrick Mahomes out. I get that. But we just can't ignore the struggles that they've, that they've had all year. Now, I know what they was able to do against Miami last week, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really – that really doesn't move me because we, know I, we haven't been sold on Miami all year. But Josh Allen, man, yeah, it's going to come up to him. It's on him. You're gonna man. come out. You're He's gonna, on. You 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 are gonna have to impose your will on this game, and it's not just about going out there and being great every play. Yes, we know you're capable of going Superman, but sometimes it's okay to be Clark Kent too. Like you you like, it's it, it's on him, and I'm gonna ride with him just because I think that if Josh Allen is capable of going out there and playing well, and I just think that the Buffalo is an all around better team, so I'm gonna take the Buffalo Bills and win this game. But I'm not counting. I, I agree. The count. The Kansas City Chiefs. They're not in an unattainable situation. It's very likely that they can come in and win this game because I mean, you know they have. You know they have the guy at quarterback. You know they have the head coach. I think they're very confident, and, and they and they have the DNA and the makeup to go in and win a game like this. So, and for the first time, I mean, be honest. I mean, if you look at it, they were all sides away from from beating the Bills last yeah. last time. And to be honest. This is a situation that the Chiefs have never been in, at least since Patrick Mahomes has been, as they come into a situation where they're the clear underdog in most people's eyes. And with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, that's a very dangerous team in my eyes. So, but I'm still going to ride with the Buffalo Bills. Because like you said, Josh Allen, your time is now, man. It is now. Like you said, I think... I hear your your uh, your point on Lamar, but I think the pressure is, is is nobody's under more pressure going into this week than Josh Allen. Yeah, I would agree, especially you know with what's been going on the past few years. You know the constant playoff flameouts, and you know with Diggs and you know his 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 antics on the sideline. You know, kind of looking at him shrugging his shoulders and things like that. Like what's going on, things like that. So if you if if you really want to be because I think I think the Bills have ha, have had the team to contend each and every year for the past, for the past couple for the past few years, yeah, yeah. and and it's, and they just haven't been able to do it. So I think if 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 anything if if you're gonna do it, your time is now. Because if you look at it, man, I, like I said, I think your time is now. Because if you look at it, I think next year, if you look at the AFC, 
ain't you're not telling me that the that the Kansas City Chiefs don't go out and get better next year. You're not telling me that they don't go out and probably go get them a, a number one receiver. Oh yeah. You're still gonna have C.J. Stroud in the AFC. Joe Burrow is gonna come back. So man, you look at the AFC, man. I think right now it lines up best. Josh Allen, this is your time, man. It's your time. So yeah, man, it's gonna shape up to be to be a a, a great divisional divisional uh, weekend, and I, and I can't wait to see it. Real quick before we get out of here. We haven't talked any uh any NBA in a while, man. You got anything? Uh, mm, I mean, you know, a lot of a Did lot. Did you watch of, the game last night though? The collapse for the Kings. Nah, the the Sixers and the Nuggets. I did. Oh, okay. I, I just wanted to know if you watched it. I did. I mean... No, nah, I, mean, I just wanted to know if you watched it. I mean, yeah. I mean, but what do, what, do you, what do you expect me to... What is that? Is that supposed to prove something to I me? Mean, I mean... I just wanted to know if you watched it. That's all. I mean, we, we seen Joel and B do that last year to Jokic. And it's not like... I mean, Jokic did have 25-19. I mean, come on. It's not like... Uh, 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 come on, man. And B been the, been the most dominant this year, man. That's just... Uh, that's just... I think he's the most dominant big man, bro, in the league. I do. Nicole Jokic is the best player in the league. So, it, I, don't, okay. I don't know. We, we, we've seen dominant. What you I mean don't, you don't know? I don't know about that. I think the jury's still out on that, man. I okay. don't. I, I don't know. That's, that's your opinion. But it is. The, I bet, but there's nothing to bag up that argument. I know that. There's nothing that you can say to me that would bag that argument after the guys won back-to-back MVPs and the finals MVP compared to what Joel Embiid has done. So, Well, me personally, to- I, me personally, I would still take Giannis over over. I, I still think Giannis is the best player in the, in the league. That's just me though, over Embiid and Jokic. I mean, I would, I would, I would say that I would, I would take, I would take Giannis and, and Jokic. I think they clear Embiid. That's just mine. Nah, I wouldn't say that clear. To me, they do. Embiid has been the best player this year though, and, and Embiid's playmaking this year has improved a lot. That's what I like about him. He's I, making the right plays this year, averaging thirty five. It doesn't matter what he do in the regular season. It, it really don't. I don't think he's there yet. I don't think he. I don't think. What do you mean he ain't there yet? After winning, hold on, hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't so, think we can say so, that about so him. So after yet. winning the MVP, what left there is? What do you mean he ain't there? What, what what's left for him to do? Stop it, man! Don't do that, man. Because, but because I, I, I don't think we can sit up there and say. Because did we do that to Jokic? Yes, no. we did. No, no, y'all didn't. Yes, absolutely, we did. There was oh absolute pressure. That, that, that's ridiculous. There was not pressure on Jokic after winning back-to-back MVPs. To win, not the to, same. Not to the win same, the championship not, last year. Not the same as it was for Embiid. Not what y'all do to Embiid. There wasn't pressure on Giannis to finally go and get it done. Yeah, Giannis and Embiid. Yeah, but Jokic never got the criticism that y'all get, gave Giannis and uh, uh, Embiid. What? What do you mean? There was nothing left else for Jokic to do. He had already won back-to-back MVPs. The criticism that Joel gets. And that Giannis got was was man. It was not even. It wasn't even Joel compared Embiid, to what Joel and nobody. Okay, let me let me let me t- let me say this. What when Jokic was winning MVP and he got a uh, gentleman swept by the, by by um by the Warriors, people went up there and said, "Oh well, he didn't have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter." Okay, what 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 does that mean? What does that mean? But when when Joe when uh James Harden comes out here and goes uh 0 for 12, now it's on Embiid. When Ben Simmons becomes basically unplayable because he won't shoot, now that's on Embiid. Like, come on, man, that that's not fair. Okay. Nobody criticized. Okay, so you, whether you like Carl, look, whether you like it, whether you want to admit it or not. So, so. the girl, let, can I finish? Whether you want to admit it or not, 
the criticism for Jokic was not the same for Embiid and as it was for Giannis. That's just a, that's just a mere fact. Okay, so you 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 you're comparing a situation to where uh, the uh, against the Atlanta Hawks, Joel Embiid was awful. The rest of his team was awful, and they lost to a team that probably had no business being there in the first place. Against uh, compared to Jokic, who went thirty. 13 and 6 in the series against a team that ultimately He didn't get it done. Against a team He didn't get it done. Against a team that I don't care what his numbers was, he didn't get it done. Did anybody expect him to get it done? He was the MVP. That's my point. Thank you. You just thank you. You made my point. You're making my point. Just because he was the MVP. No, thanks. Thanks. So so just that's what you just said. No, I did not. When did I say it? After MV MB won the MVP, what else is there to do? That's your point. That no, I said nothing else matters. To, no, nothing. What he does in the regular season doesn't matter. I, I could care less about what, what he's doing now. Is he going to show up in the playoffs? Wow. The guy. The so guy. the MVP, we don't expect him to win now. All right. Okay. Gotcha. A two-time, a back-to-back MVP, we don't expect him to win so now. So you, you going to sit right. there with a straight face and say there was one individual that expected Nikola Jokic without his two best players to win against the Golden State Warriors, who was the number one seed in the, in the Western Conference this year. You finna sit there with a straight face and do that. And yes, you finna I compare am. that to Joel Embiid losing to Trey Young and playing like hot garbage. You going to compare that them, them same situations. Come on, man. Don't do that type of stuff, man. That's not fair. It's That's just, not fair. It's just, okay. Yeah, what you—that's not for what you're doing. So, so, so the expectations change for the MVP. So, the, so, the, so the level of criticism is different. No, it's not just about the MVP. Right. It's about okay. you being expected. Nah, nah, nah. Everybody nah, expected. Nah, nah, jo- no, everybody okay. expected Joel Embiid to win that series and play well, and he failed. He choked. That's not the same situation with Nikola Jokic. I mean, saying he choked is 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 a bit is a bit outrageous, oh, though. My God. You, you would you would defend some people. Okay, what about the year before? What about the year before when when Jokic got swept by the Suns? Jamal Murray was there. Michael Porter was there. Okay. Nobody said anything. Okay, what are they supposed to say? The Suns were a better team. Oh my God! Wow, that's ridiculous to me. They were. Man. They went. What, what do you so mean? So were the Celtics a better team last year than than the Sixers? And I don't know. Wow. That's the right. Okay, cool. They Bet. lost to Miami. Nah, that's, that's all I need to know. They lost to Miami. That's all I need to know, man. They lost to Miami. That's debatable. That's it all went I need to, to know. it went to seven games. That's all we, we done. can't we can't we can't just sit here and automatically say they're a better man. team. We done here, man. We done. Alright, no, cause I I, I see how it is. Wait a minute. Wasn't wasn't the Sixers? I see, I see, well, it's, a, I see it's a whoa, different game. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wasn't the Sixers up two games, three games to two in that series? Yeah, they were. So they choked! So they choked. So James Harden didn't go. So they choked. Uh, this ain't about James Harden. Ain't about James Harden. We okay, so it ain't about Michael Porter. It ain't about Michael Porter. It ain't about, 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 about Jamal, Jamal Murray. What did Embiid do? It, uh, what did Embiid do? He lost just like Nikola Jokic did. Did he play well? Did he play well? He didn't play terrible. First of all, he wasn't even. He he only played six games. Okay, so so excuses are being made. Excuses were being made for Jokic. No, ain't no excuse. He lost. Okay, that's all I'm trying to. Okay, that's but all. I don't understand. So what, clearly, what do you it's mean a the criticism it's, wasn't the cl- same. Clearly, it's a different grading scale. So for, we, we, for, we were for supposed Embiid. to bash Jokic for not for for, for not you bashing B. You bash Giannis. No, I didn't. I didn't bash Giannis. When did I bash Giannis? The only point I made is that when you when you when you win the MVP, the there are expe- expectations, right? There are yes. All right. I, I didn't bash him for not winning. I'm yes, saying, you did. What? What by saying? What, what by saying he, it doesn't okay, matter? All he does in saying, the okay, all I'm saying. Okay, okay. Forget the word bash, but I'm just saying the criticism when 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 Jokic lost 
was different than the criticism from winning B. Because you have to provide context, Corey. You can't just say he didn't win. Oh, we should kill him. He didn't get it done. You just said forget about James Horton. So why why can't I forget about Jamal Murray? And why can't I were forget about Michael Were they up three Porter? games to two in this series? And were they favored to win the series? Ask the question. Answer the question. Did Embiid deliver? He played. He played relatively well. But there's okay. Look, there's nothing. There's not a lot that you can do if we're gonna make excuses for Jokic. Okay, can I make a case for Embiid? Go ahead. Like you, there's not really much that you can do when your second player becomes basically unplayable in a Ben Simmons because he won't shoot the ball, and when James Harden comes out here and goes over twelve, there's not much you can do. He's your second best player. Well, what what case can be made when your two players ain't even there? That's my point. The criticism was not the same. What what, what do you mean criticism? uh, Never mind, man. Never mind, because you're making my point, bro. You're dancing around it, bro. No, I'm not. You you, you just said it. You want me to sit here and cream Jokic for not winning against the Golden State Warriors, who ultimately went and won the championship. No, I didn't say cream him. I'm just saying hold him to the same standard that you hold him B to. And and that y'all held Giannis to before he won. That's all I'm saying. That's all I ask. I don't know what the vitriol is between you and Jokic. I mean, look, the, the guy. No, no, all I'm saying is the, that he didn't have the same criticism as as a two time back to back MVP when he lost. He there was there was not the same criticism as it was for Joel and B, and especially because the expectations different and rightfully so. I disagree with that. Okay, that's where right. we differ. All right. Because well, no, yeah. the, to me, the expectations because, are the same. Because if you're an MVP, we expect you to deliver. You lost. You lost. So, so when Westbrook won the MVP, he hit the expectation for him to win the championship when he was a 16 OKC. Yeah. All right, bro. But, I mean, you disagree that he should have the MVP nah, anyway. So. It don't matter. He was the MVP. It don't matter. Okay, the well, then go on and provide the He lost. Okay, so we should have criticized. We should have creamed and he And he was criticized. Man, stop. People called him a ball hog. People called him a stat, stat sheet stuffer. So he wasn't criticized? Stop it. No, ain't no stop it. This is reality. Y'all don't hold the same level of criticism for these guys, man, and I'm sick of it. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you have against Jokic, man. I have nothing against. I just, bro, the same thing that you be saying about LeBron about the level of criticism. That's all I'm asking. Is let's just be fair when it when it comes to the level of criticism. What, what, what is so the grading scale is different for Jokic than it is for Embiid and Giannis? I don't get that. Where does that come from? When was Jokic ever supposed to be criticized? Cause he didn't win against the Golden State Warriors. So okay, so okay, so let's let's not criticize him B for losing against the Celtics. Okay, fine, fine. Okay, let, let's just say for right now, I concede that I agree with you. But that still doesn't change the fact that what he does in the regular season now that he's won an MVP doesn't doesn't matter going forward. It's all about what he does in the playoffs. That's the point that I was making. But you had to go That's on a right. tangent about Jokic and why why he why he ain't been criticized the same as other players. I mean, it's not a tangent. It's just it's just a mere fact. Okay. It's just it's just the facts, guys. And that's that's what I do on there. I lay out the facts, and if you guys don't like them, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just it's just a mere fact, man. Facts they like. Uh, yeah. Whatever. I gave you the context. <laughs> I mean, God. So huh. whether you don't like the, fa- I mean, these are the facts, guys. So it was more of an indictment on Jokic not winning that Golden State series than it was on Embiid not be- not winning the Celtics series when he was up three games to two and played poorly in six and seven. He did not play poorly. Yes, he did. No, he look didn't, at his numbers man. in Game Seven. He was horrible. He didn't play. Stop poorly. it, Corey. I disagree. I don't think he played terribly. And I, I know, I know that too. Oh, he he wasn't healthy. He, his stomach, he had a stomach bug. He did this and that. It don't matter. It don't matter. 
It don't matter, right? He's got to do it in the playoffs for sure. He's got to do okay, it in the playoffs. Okay, that's the only point I was making. I don't even but know I'm just saying, gotta... I'm just saying the criticism level is not the same for Embiid okay, as, as it was for Jokic. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's fine. But Embiid, 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 the only thing that matters in Embiid going forward is what he do in the playoffs. Do we agree there? Sure. All right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that don't mean we can't shed light to, man, what, to the what season. Move, that what move do the Lakers need to make before the deadline, man? Forget about this. Tell me that. That's what I need to know. Um, I don't think you should make anything. I don't. What? Think, I don't think there's anything out there to make. Well, okay. Well, that that's. But so so you saying the roster can currently constructed is fine the way that it is. They can make a run with the roster currently constructed the way it is. Yeah. Because <laughs> when I really look at it. Look, like I said last year, it's going to come down to your role players, man. It's going to come down to it. And I don't I don't foresee anybody out there that that really moves the needle for the Lakers. I don't I don't think you should go out and get a Zach Levine. I really don't. No, I, I don't mean there, there there's been talks about DeJounte Murray. I don't know if that's I, I the answer. I can see that being a good deal for them, but I, I don't know depending on what you have to give up. I don't know how much. So who, who who to you? Obviously, LeBron and AD. Who else to you would be untouchable for for the Lakers right now? I don't think there is nobody that's untouchable. So why, so you just said depending on who you have to give up. No, I'm saying I, I mean I don't think there's one sole name that's untouchable. Like if, if somebody calls and they say we were going to give you this and that for Austin Reeves, I would listen. Now if they're asking for Austin Reeves, uh, Rui, and and and, and you know, mm-hmm. if they asking for like four, three or four year old players, then you pretty much you know. Paying the water bill to, to not have no lights, so I I, I think it's a, I I don't know how much I don't know what all options they're gonna have. The, like it, they're not gonna have that many options. To, I think you're right about that, but I do think something. Yeah, I think the cupboard is bare in in, in the trade market. I mean, I know, well, I know Siakam just got traded. I don't know if he's worth three first round picks. What what needs to happen for the Lakers is they have to get some kind of uh, continuity. They have to they have to figure out their current lineup because. Even if you even if you do bring in if even if you do shake this up, you still have to find the 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 the, the lineup that works best for what you have available. And well, they, they recently they, they went been, back they, to the to yeah the, to they, the they've been shuffling lineup. the starting yeah. lineup. They've been shuffling you know playing time. And I think that the the original starting lineup is with what they had. I think because here's what I would do if I if I if I was if I was Darvin Ham, I would I would because I think. You're, I think you're killing a lot of these guys' confidence when you continue to uh, put them in, take them in and out of the star lineup. I think you hurt a lot of their confidence, and you kind of get them out of the groove. So what I would do, I would, I would, I would keep D'Angelo Russell as my point guard. I would, I would have Austin Reeves, Vando, Bron, and AD. And I and I understand what a lot of people are saying that Vando man Vando and his, Reddish are just such liabilities out on the court, man. I, I don't it, it, know about just, Reddish. I he he's like, had some flashes where he's played really good and he's played some really good defense too. So Reddish, I like him. I think he he would be better in the second unit, kind of giving that giving that second unit a spark as opposed to Austin Reeves because you kind of. Cause when you got Austin Reeves out there with LeBron, you you essentially kind of have another uh, another playmaker. Because Austin Reeves, when I when I look at him, he has the ability to go get his own shot, and he also has the ability to open up the floor for a lot of other guys. But and I hear a lot of people talk about Vando, his offense. He do, he doesn't really bring you anything. But man, when I look at it, you gotta 
what the Lakers really lack and what they've lacked a lot since LeBron has been been here shooting. Yeah, shooting and and defense. They have ever since LeBron has been here, they have never guarded the three point line well. Well, the, ever the, the, the championship year, they were one of the best. Yeah, the better yeah, units in the league. Yeah, but other than that, I think. But you that gotta, was a completely different style of team. Right, that was. And I think you gotta have. I think you gotta pin pin your head on on the defensive end because I think the offense is there. Well, th- that's my point. You gotta you gotta you gotta pick an identity of what you want your team to be and fully invest in that. If, like you said, if you're going to completely hang your head on defense, you go out and you get the players and you put the best lineup out there. And I think you have to, if you're going to go that route, you have to surround LeBron with shooting. If you're going to go that route. Now, if you're going to. Yeah, if you can go get a couple shooters, uh, consistent I, I, shooters. I, I, I think that's, I don't know who I, would be out there. I think to, that's paired. I mean, well, you know, you can always find. I mean, they, they were able to find Malik Beasley last year. I'm not well, sure. But, how you well, know, when. I'm not sure how well. But, yeah, we all know. When, when, the, when the pass comes from LeBron. Yeah. yeah. But but that's the first. They have to get better at shooting the three. And what I think, what I would, what I would um suggest that the Lakers do is, like you said, find some cotton, continuity and find what works. Because like you just mentioned, you got to find lineups that that work in different situations. Yeah. Kind of like you alluded to in with the championship team. If you look at what was that, the Rocket series, Dwight Howard didn't play, didn't not play, right. not one. But the next series. Um, he he Jokic. he was in there. He was in there. Jokic, we need you on. Mm-hmm. And and then there was a series where Marquise Morris were was a, was a starter. So you got to have lineups that you that you that you um that are very situational, and that you know that will work in the situation. If it's a running team, you got to be able to run. If it's a team that like to slow down the pace, like like if it's a team that like to run like the Pacers or something like that, you got to have a unit for that. So you got to find, and a lot of it is just being on the floor. A lot of these guys got to be available. Like, if you look at LeBron, excuse me, not LeBron, Vando and Gabe Vincent, they thought he was going to be the shooter. He, but he, you know, he's had some injuries, and people uh, Reddish just dealt with with an injury. So you got to, I think it's a lot of just being on the floor and finding what works for this. But you know, come All Star break, I don't know. I, I, if this team looks a little different, like you said, maybe you go get a couple shooters. Yeah. But I, I just don't know because I really don't think there's a lot out there to to really move the needle. Yeah, on the Lakers. Yeah, neither do I. And you know. My tune, I, I, because I, I said when we when we talked about going into this season, I said it really doesn't matter to me how the Lakers look and how they perform in, in in the regular season because it all depends on you know you got those two guys they, they they're good enough to carry you to where you need to be in when it, when it come playoff time. But the thing about it is, those two guys have been available all year, and not only have they been available, they've been they extremely well. productive. AD has been a monster. This has been the AD that we've been waiting on for the past three years. He's there on full display. And the Lakers are still sitting at the tenth seed, so it, it goes to show you there there has to be some type of camaraderie established going into the playoffs. And right now, I don't think they have that. Yeah, I don't either. I think they'll make some. I mean, I, I think they'll make some sort of a push um, and kind of start stringing stringing together some wins here. And because I think I just don't, I just don't think with sustaining that that le- with that level of play that AD and LeBron. Have sustained over over this amount of time. I just don't see how that doesn't prove to be productive and, and produce wins at, at some point. So I think at some point they'll 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 get it together now and, and they'll start stringing together some wins here. Yeah. Speaking of Lakers, I'm gonna go. I want to go watch them. So they currently yeah, playing the Dallas right Mavericks right now. So. All right, man. That's a wrap for another episode of Brother Love of Sports. We thank you all for tuning in again. Tune back in next week, man. Go and beat.